It's the number one movie in America. And now, it's shattering box office records around the world. Now, it's the number one movie in the world. Welcome to the number one movie podcast. We review the highest grossing films of each year and talk about the reasons for their success and their legacy today. We're recording live in the Pat Jason Theater. My name is Brian. I have with me Eric. Eric, hello. Hello. And of course, Freddie is here. Freddie. I'm here, baby. He's here, baby. (laughs) Our movie today is the highest grossing film of 1976, which turned out to be Rocky. Wait. You're oh, like, did you watch Tootsie? I watched Tootsie. You're like six oh. years off. That movie didn't even come out the same year. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the wrong Hoffman era, oh, yeah. Freddy. Yeah. Still, it's on Netflix, so. We will eventually do Kramer vs. Kramer, so Hoffman is coming. If the Hoffman fans are yeah. out there. Oh, they are in droves. So can we stop this real fast? Let me take two hours. Watch right, Rocky. we're going to take two hours. Freddy's going to watch Rocky, and then we're going to come back and review it. <laughs> movie that grossed $117 million domestically. Worldwide, it made $225 million. Though I wanted to check. I'm not totally sure. I think, actually, this might be one of the lowest grossing movies that we'll review. Mm. Uh, that this Weird. It's the highest grossing of its year, but total. Because we're about to get into the Star Wars era where right. things get crazy. And the budget oh, was okay. only $1 million? The budget was $1 million yeah. for this movie. Yeah. I see it. Yeah, that makes you sense. can definitely see it. Was it was actually more yeah. because they wanted somebody. They had a whole yeah. list of Cat Robert Redford, yeah. all of these big people were going to be Rocky, but Stallone. And when his they one see, condition yeah. selling it was I get to be Rocky. In that case, and then this United wow. Artists, like, well, then we're just going to give you a million. Yeah. <laughs> so when did everybody first see this movie? Today. No. Um, <laughs> uh, so I was trying to recall. This is one of those movies that. I know I saw when I was younger. I want to say it's got to be like I rented it from the library on VHS, and I think I watched it. It's just trying to get through all the like the classic movies. Mm-hmm. I think the AFI uh, Top 100 list had just uh, come out, and so it was like 97, 98, yeah. somewhere yeah, around there. there. Yeah, and it was on there. And so I was trying to like just go through all those as a kid, and because uh, that was my pastime as a kid. Um, and so I think I rented it on VHS and I probably watched it either the same day as like Psycho, same afternoon, or Silence of the Lambs. I don't remember. I don't think Silence of the Lambs is even on that top AFI list. I think it is. Oh, okay. Um, so it was, I know it's like combined with another movie, but I can't remember what. Um, and I'll be honest. So like fifth grade, sixth grade me, I didn't love it. I didn't love it. And then fast forward to like 2018, uh, Creed 2 is coming out and I'm excited about it somehow. And so I caught up with the original Creed. And then to do that, I had to catch up with Rocky. It's four, right? Yeah. Four? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He uh, fights the rest. And so I watched all, yeah, yeah, Drago. So I watched all of those in like a week uh, to prep for Creed 2. And that's my entire experience with Rocky. I've okay. never seen another one. I've only seen one, four, and both Creed movies. I'm so sorry, world. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Friday, when and what about you? I don't remember. I just remember fifth, sixth grade, two, maybe a little bit younger. Um, I love this movie so much. I remember watching it with my dad, 
and I think that's why I always tear up at the end because we've I've seen every single one and all of them I was always with him it, it's very vague I just remember being in this living room in Texas it was funny to me you know not like cheesy funny I think nowadays it could be cheesy funny but I just mm. thought Rocky was just hilarious his little one-liners just because he's so cheesy, you know? He's, it he's, was really cheesy yeah. in the movie. But it worked. It's yeah, so exactly. real. Yeah. yeah. It was your living room, right? Yeah. That you were in? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You said a living room. I was oh, like, okay. you guys just snuck into a living room? Yeah. yeah. Freddie used to just sneak into big houses where families were on vacation and watch classic movies. We did. Smart. It's Texas way. Smart. That's the Texas way. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. You, Brian? Brian? This, this movie is one of my dad's top five favorite movies of all time. And so I like grew up knowing that. Right. He, he, like, he came out when he was in high school, and he... I went and snuck into the theater like 16 times. He saw it like 16 times in theater, something like that. Um, so he loves this movie. But I don't think I saw it until I was a teenager. Um, I think like we had it, and I think one Christmas after it came out on DVD, uh, we got it. He got it for Christmas, and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm in. Let's watch this, uh, and saw it then. And I think I had the same reaction as you, Eric, where I was kind of, it's, it's a little slow. It's a little boring. Um, it's the, the fight scenes are not the most action-packed. They kind of get bogged down a little bit in the way they're edited. What but fight scenes? There's two. Yeah, there's very few. Yeah. That's a character study. Yeah, it, it really is, is, it really is a, like yeah. a character study. Um, and then, same story, Creed came out, and I rewatched the first Rocky uh, after seeing Creed 1. And then Creed Two was coming, and I had seen at some point also. I think that DVD set came with all of them, mm-hmm. and I think I saw uh, two and four. I think I skipped over three for whatever reason. I had not seen that one, but after Creed Two, I was like, "All right, I'm going through the whole Rocky series. I'm going to do the entire thing," uh, and I watched them all. Yeah, and so that was two years ago, something nice. like that. What's What's crazy is Siri Edan's daughter. She's 13 so two years ago her dad made her watch all the rocky movies Mm -hmm. and she wanted to do boxing because of rocky she loves the movies wow she is 13 now yeah and she just enrolled and she just had her like fifth class and she's freaking awesome that's crazy but because she loves rocky and creed those are the ones she always watches all the time as a 13 year old i'm like wow and she watched it when she was 11 i'm like wow there's there's some something about it still Right. You know, that people are always going to be drawn to it. Yeah. You know? Well, it's very, like, we could get into the you know, production of this movie mm-hmm. that Stallone was a complete nobody, very, like, living in his car, uh, totally broke. The story is that he had a dog. He couldn't feed his dog, so he had to sell it. And then, like, a couple weeks later, wrote, it sold the screenplay to Rocky and went and bought the dog back, and that's the dog in the movie. Right. Um, but... Uh, he made a deal. It was some big deal, some hundreds of thousands of dollars for him to sell the screenplay, but it was just for the screenplay, and he added on that he wanted to be the star. He wanted to be Rocky, and so they ended up giving him not nearly as much money for it, but it's really 
the 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 movie is about itself like the movie is also about its star this complete nobody who manages to do something that gets him on the big stage and then mm -hmm. he surprises everybody on that stage which is crazy yeah so stallone is in like i don't know over a hundred movies and out of yeah. those hundreds and hundreds of movies mm -hmm. there's maybe five that he's like okay there's an actor right like he's yeah. really good and I actually think this one, there's like two scenes. It's really where I'm this like, one in Creed 2, I think. I'm like, wow. Or Creed 1. Yeah, I Creed say. 1. Creed 1 is, spectacular. is where I'm like, oh, he is an actor. Yeah, yeah. He's a professional actor. He's yeah. good. Um, it really did. So it's it, almost yeah. like he peaked right away. With his acting skills right away. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know, man. John Rambo. Right, yeah. Rambo's great. Even yeah. Copland. That's what I'm saying. There's at least five that you're like. I don't know if you've seen oh, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Oh, yeah. But. <laughs> Classic. No, but really, stop what classic. you're doing right now and go watch that. <laughs> oh, I've seen stop it. Stop, or my I've mom will shoot. Yeah. Lee. I killed the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I killed it. I'm so it's sorry. It's over. You know, I just, you, you have a few crossroads in your life, and I just realized that if I was ever going to be successful or at least true to my dreams, this is the, this is the uh, part. Because I was always being cast as kind of a, the heavy. I was, I was the one that would mug Jack Lemon. I would mug Woody Allen. I was the mugger. I mugged mug Kojak. That was like, go get the mugger. So I thought, okay, why don't I take a character who's kind of a mugger, a, a, you know, a loan shark, but he also has a lot inside that no one has really seen before. So you combine the two, and out came Rocky. And for me, as an aspiring filmmaker, it's very like liberating watching it, because it's like sometimes the sound is off, yeah, the camera shaking, yeah, yeah. there's a little blurry spot. Like it's just they were like, let's just shoot it. There's one. Yes. There's one, and I, well, I guess we'll get to it. Where I swear it, it tracks over. It's it's uh, there's some wonderful rack focusing right. in this movie, but yeah. um, it tracks over, and he like leans in to have one of those little like cheesy one-liners, and he's soft. He's right. out yeah. of focus. Yeah. I'm like, uh, whatever. Well, let's talk about the movie. Yeah. And so it opens up with that amateur fight mm -hmm. that he's in where he wins like 40 bucks after taxes and fees. Uh, and really feels Creed. like it did. Yeah, this, this movie, that opening scene, really sets the tone for the movie that this isn't going to glamorize boxing. No. Right. It really is like, it's almost anti-boxing. Mm -hmm. It really shows how rough it is and what it's like when you're on that bottom rung. Um, I want to talk about for a second that it just threw me off. I thought it was, for a second I thought, okay, that's the title. And then as, as it went on, I was like, wait, wait. And we started to get opening credits again of like, so-and-so-so uh, production, directed yeah. by Rocky, just very subtly in the corner as he's walking down the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. Didn't we just have a, a big swipe by with the Rocky theme and everything? Yeah. Was that part of the DVD? Are there I think two, that's part of the film. Are there yeah. two titles? No, that's yeah. part of the yeah because I I rented it from Amazon. Okay, you know it's the same thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I I don't have a, a comment about this, but I was hoping someone else did. The move the first image in the movie is a religious symbol. Yeah, and then we pan down to this brutal brutal match, and it's just wherever they could have the fight, obviously, in this abandoned church or whatever it is. But I I mean. These things aren't an accident. I just, yeah. I'm just curious if anyone else has a thought on that. Well, it, what I, Rocky is a religious person. You can tell he yes. he's, makes religious motions, sign of the cross, all of that through mm -hmm. the movie. 
And it was funny rewatching this movie now. It's blurred. All of the Rocky movies are blurred in ways. Uh, and I kept waiting for the scene where he goes and like yells for the priest outside the church, which I think is actually in Rocky Two. And I was, I was like, there's there's a priest character in this movie. I thought, and there isn't. Yeah. So it's it, it is interesting. I mean, they developed that I think over the series. Okay. But yeah. Uh, it's interesting that it starts with that religious imagery. Yeah, and I, I love how it starts with the big white letters of Rocky, and it's really loud because then we go to a boxing match, and it's like, this is the movie you think you're going to get, but then when the movie actually starts, it's very calm and quiet. You yeah, know, and yeah. that's basically the rest of the hour and 20 minutes that we get to the it's last It's very part. unglamorous. Yeah. It's a very small crowd. Yeah. Uh, the you know he's leaving and the one woman's like hey rock you're a bum yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it almost and he starts, won the match <laughs> yeah. it almost starts like uh, there's a lore before this Rocky movie of like it's almost it, it was a comic book and it has this reputation and so they gotta give us the big title but then it cuts to the first scene and it's an origin story it's like mm-hmm. oh no Bruce Wayne's in prison why is he in prison? What, where are we going with this? Right. Uh, it's that sort of feel to it. Of just, yeah. I, I agree. It's bombastic, like Rocky. Yeah, we're starting here. And even the, the one of the first things I noticed was um, after the fight, we just sort of follow him uh, down the street, right. and we just get a sense of the city, the neighborhood he lives in. He's like kind of quietly saying hi to people, mm-hmm. and it just—it's almost this calm before the storm that is like his fame uh like we we know there's something about this guy yeah uh that that something special is going to happen and you know i it's almost encapsulating the entire film to say this but that you know after that match we kind of then give away the conceit that this movie isn't actually a boxing movie this movie is a love story between Mm -hmm. these two characters because I like the way that we don't get that much explicit uh, commentary about it, but we go and he stops at the pet store and it's closed and then he goes home and he's got these turtles and stuff and we see he's got these animals and then next day we go back to that store where he's buying turtle food and we intro Adrian and it starts to become pretty clear Mm -hmm. and it's the first third of this movie and we'll get to eventually a scene that feels a little problematic in the modern time right. uh, yes. that she's not interested in him and he is just like head over heels in love with this girl and he's bought turtles just so he can be in contact he's with got her. his little yeah. scam yeah. running yeah he does <laughs> on a side note um, I like how when you watch the like the Creed movies he still has the ball and the hat and he's mm-hmm. talking to himself still I like how they kept all that because as the Rocket movies progressed we get away from that yeah. So I like how Creed kind of brings right. that back, you know. Yeah. Um, th- there's a few movies in my life lately that I've been watching. I don't know because I'm in my mid 30s and I'm like attaching myself to it now. So like watching Rocky, I was thinking about when I was living in San Francisco. It did give off that vibe of when I would walk down the streets because I'd work on this busy street in a movie theater. I would know most of the like the restaurant over the coffee shop mm-hmm. people, yeah. you know, and vice versa. Like we would always just say hi and stop in and, hey, how's it going? And it just like it reminded me of that. And also with myself, you know, being an aspiring filmmaker, like you tell people like, hey, I'm going to go shoot this movie and people are interested. So I'm sure he's the same way. Like I have mm-hmm. a match coming up. You should come support. 
whether yeah. people do or not. So it's like well, everybody keeps asking him about it. And he's it's like, great. I did well. I did yeah. well. You should have come. Yeah. You should have come. It's a big yeah. community. He keeps saying, he keeps saying yeah. you should have seen me. Yeah, yeah you should have seen me. You should have seen me. I did good. Yeah. And I love the community aspect. Like it just yeah. really like I was like, oh, I got I was part of that in in the city. You know, once he definitely you can feel his neighborhood and his connection to it. Mm-hmm. Um, which does continue into several of the films, it does. I think, and kind of comes back. I forgot he knows Adrian in the beginning of the film. Yeah, I, I could have sworn I remember a scene where they meet, but it's, I, I was I was thrown off. I'm like, oh, he already knows her. Okay, and she's already um, made her decision about him, I suppose. Or right. I, there's another way you could look at it, and you could argue it, I suppose, is that she doesn't because they kind of get touch on it later that. Polly isn't a bad person, but he definitely has coddled mm-hmm. um, uh, Adrian and sort of given her this lifestyle where maybe she's started to believe herself that, yeah, I do need someone to take care of me, and yeah, I should just stay in the house because yeah. I, I, whether it's agoraphobia or anxiety, they don't really get into they it. They just keep saying she's shy. That's yeah. kind of what we get in um, the screenplay. And so whether it's it's... There is absolutely a way that to look at it that it's problematic where you're like, oh, so the first half of this movie is about a guy annoying the hell out of a woman. Yeah. <laughs> until he, like, just beats down on her enough that she's like, all right, I'll go on a date with you. And then we just jump time by a couple weeks and they're fine and happy and supportive. Yeah. Um, or that Rocky sees something in her that no one else has seen. Right. And it's a little problematic that it's like, you should take off the glasses. You don't look good with them. The hat. Yeah. Um, but then it's it's charming later when he's just like, "You look wonderful. You're beautiful." That it might you know, you could you could argue that it's a he sees the person she can be with some confidence, mm-hmm. and it's that same confidence that she feeds back to him that he's able to win this fight or or get as far as he he could. Um, with that confidence. Yeah. Well, I mean, Polly even asked later on, he's like, why do you like my sister? Yeah. And he's like, she has gaps. And he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, I have gaps. And we both have gaps. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I really found that very beautiful because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. and Iran, because I was watching with Iran and she's like, what does that mean? I was like, well, you have things that I shut down on and vice versa. Like, this is how we help each other out in a relationship, you know? Yeah. And the fact that Rocky sees that and maybe she saw that at some point too, but because she's been sheltered so much, maybe she just like I can't even entertain that thought. Because why would a man look at me like that? Right. You know. Yeah. So yeah. Anyways, so we were at the the turtle stuff, which was yeah, funny. Yeah, turtle, yeah. Yeah. It's got the turtles. And that's fun stuff. That's great introduction. Meeting the more characters, the dog that we'll come to know later. You know? I think it's right. brilliant that we spend. So much time with Rocky, either on the street while he's talking to himself, he has turtles, he has this. His apartment is full of enough stuff that we we completely understand who he is. We see him with Adrian, and then we find out he's an enforcer. Yeah, he's an enforcer for this mafioso guy. And it definitely feels like we're we're only getting as much as the budget can afford on this movie with that guy, because we only have him and his driver. But that yeah. poor, yeah, that poor, like, really small time loan shark who's right. just riding around Philadelphia yeah. with this, this 
asshole driver. Right. They're just like, you got to call that guy. You got to talk to this guy. But also, like, what an Italian perspective on that. That, like, that Stallone wrote this movie. And that character is a hero of the film. He is a good guy. Like, we never yeah. see him do anything bad or, or you know, really push on people other sure. than pushing Rocky to physically hurt people who don't right. pay up. But uh, he's taking care of Rocky right. through mm-hmm. this movie. And he never asked for anything back. Right. Uh, and it's it's interesting. It is this, like, very, I feel like, you know, Stallone, being Italian, you know, probably had relatives or something. Totally. And so, you know, he could understand the human side of that. Because it's, yeah, it's, he's not rolling in in this limo and just, like, get in and the smoke's billowing out, billowing out of the window. And, yeah. And it's none of that. It's, it's he pulls him over, like, can I, can I talk to you? You know, when you don't listen to me, then, then people don't respect me. And then he pulls out, like, an inhaler. Yes. <laughs> it's just, yeah. like, yeah. it solidifies, like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's, guy. like, maybe two steps up from yeah. Rocky. Which I read the actor actually did have an asthma attack while filming the scene and just pulled out his actual inhaler yeah. and did it. And John G. Alvinson, the director, was just like, that's so authentic and it's such a great touch yeah. Yeah. that they took they used that take. And, and if, yeah. that, if this movie was made now... The driver, we would have had a scene like at the end of the movie where Rocky comes back him. and punches he him. He finally would have got him. Yeah, something. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> something. So true. Yeah. That's so true. Although when yeah. I cut back to him, he's in his he's in his car because he never leaves the car. He's listening to the fight on the radio. Right. Yeah, he would have done the Bohemian Rhapsody thing where they cut back to the the producer. You're like, oh, they showed him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They showed him. But I love that that we get to know about Rocky, and then we're like, oh, that's what he does for a job. Oh, that's really how he makes his money. Oh yeah. wow, okay. He's just an enforcer. yeah, and he gets like twenty bucks to to not break that guy's pinkies. Yeah, and he gets forty bucks for the fight, and I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. we see it. Rough living. It is um, interesting that in, I didn't remember that Mickey in like that confrontation in the um, training facility. Uh, Rocky's like, why didn't you ever care about me? And Mickey's like, because you went to go be an enforcer like a bum. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was a really interesting uh, confrontation between the two, an explanation of Mickey. You know, I've been coming in for six years, and six years you've been sticking it to me. I want to know how come. You don't want to know. Yeah, I want to know how come. You want to know. I want to know. Okay, I'm going to tell you, because you had the talent to become a good fighter. And instead of that, you became a leg breaker to some cheap second-rate loan shark. So living? It's a waste of life. Can we have the the conversation right now with Merges? What's his name? Merges Meredith. Like the penguin. What yeah. was your introduction to him? Do you the penguin. The, the penguin. penguin. Yeah. Sure. The yeah. penguin. Absolutely. You, I mean, when I first watched it, I was thinking of that, but now I could re- remove myself. But of course. When I was rewatching, I couldn't be like, rang, rang, rang. <laughs> he makes a couple of noises <laughs> like does that. Do some noises. I don't know why, whether it's just the lore of this movie, or maybe I'm mixing it up with other movies, because this movie is so seeped into pop culture that just, I think, you can sort of mix and match things of like, did I see that in a different movie or a parody of it? I, I could have sworn too that Mickey uh, meets Rocky in this movie, and he like helps him from the beginning that it's not Rocky like kind of uh-huh. nudging him like hey you need to help me yeah. hey you need to help me um, yeah. I had just somehow changed that in my mind in my memory hmm. to 
they meet by happenstance or something. Yeah. yeah. Mm. This movie really is uh, what, what I like so much about the movie Rocky and the story of Rocky is kind of what contrasts with Creed, where Creed is about a very young guy at the beginning of his life succeeding. Mm-hmm. And Rocky really is, here's a guy who has failed at his dream. It's over. The nail's in the coffin. Right. He is not going to make it as a boxer. He's probably too old already. Uh, he's working as an enforcer for the mob. His trainer doesn't even care about him anymore. Takes away his locker. That That's where he's at. He's a 30-year-old guy who's... Right. He, he didn't make it. Uh, and then we see him, you know, train and pick himself back up because he gets this opportunity. That's... That... It, there aren't a lot of other stories like that. Most of the stories about, you know, pulling yourself right. up by your bootstraps like this mm-hmm. are young people doing it right at the beginning right, right. of their life. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's it, another piece of this movie that I had completely forgotten about that it, it isn't he does a couple fights and they're like, holy crap, this guy's really good. And he sort of works himself up. Mm-hmm. He, the movie is almost us watching him catch up to the opportunity that's given to him. Like right. When Creed picks him for the fight, I'm like, oh, right, this happens early. I forgot this was a, not a story about an up-and-comer that, that suddenly makes it big yeah. uh, because he believes himself and he has people that believe in him. This is this is about the American dream came knocking at his door, mm-hmm. and can you get your act together and balance your life well enough to face it? Yeah, because in, it's funny when he gets picked, you're like, and Rocky's waking up at 4 a.m. In your head, if you've only seen it once, you're like, oh, yeah, this is the training montage. This is what started the thing, right? But oh, then he sure. starts running and his side starts hurting. You're like, yeah. oh, crap, this is like. He's an old man. He's, he's an old work, man. Which is great because yeah. I love that contrast. We see him improve right, yeah. over time. Yeah, which we should talk about Carl Weathers in this movie. We should yeah, talk who about Who is Carl spectacular. I read that he auditioned. I read this too. He read with Sylvester Stallone, and he was kind of not doing great, and he accidentally hit Sylvester Stallone, and Stallone was like, cool down, man. Uh, yeah. And Carl Weathers was like, maybe if you could give me the actual actor instead of this stand-in, I would do better. And the, the producer's like, that, that's him. We're going with this guy. This, this is Rocky. Uh, and Carl Weathers apparently turned to him, looked at him, and was like, maybe he'll get better. Uh, and, yeah. and Sylvester Stallone was like, you got the part. Because yeah. that, that relationship was just there right at the beginning right. where Carl Weathers was just able to project that confidence uh, that is so good in this movie. Can, can we ever get a Carl Weathers and Billy D. Williams like how is it movie? not happen? How, exactly. <laughs> Why did the '80s not pounce on this? I don't know. It's, it's, so it's the brilliant. biggest regret of the '80s, I, I think. It's not getting Carl Weathers and Billy D. Williams together. That we don't get a scene because it's weird that the the press conference idea mm-hmm. uh, in these Rocky films, I guess, it has to come in later. I don't know if it's in two or three. Obviously, there's the really powerful scene in in four that does it. Yeah, uh, and then they're really prominent in Creed. Um, it's interesting that in this movie it's done by someone else watching TV, and so we don't really right. actually ever get a scene. Again, I forgot we don't actually get a scene with Carl Weathers and Sylvester Stallone alone in a room talking. That's true. You're right. We yeah. never do, and we really they, the only time we really see them together is in the ring. Yeah. Like, we're watching them on TV together, but we didn't really get to see it. But the, the promoter interviews Rocky. Yeah. But it's, it's like almost this movie came out 
20 years later of like breaking down the conventions of a regular sports movie yeah because they were already breaking the mold and then the rockies ends up ended up becoming the, the convention of right, like yeah. we're gonna see them at the press conference and right. fighting each other like right. it's like no. by Rocky Four yeah. we have that press conference with Drago you and beat Rocky, all yeah. that in the first one right you know that's so true the the thing it does do uh, really well and it's just it's a delight every time in all these boxing movies is the the hysterically over the top entrance oh yeah and the Creed movies have not let me down. Right. With the with those either. Yeah. And obviously the the best one is Carl Weathers in, right. in Rocky Four. Yeah. That whole entrance yes. is, is like America. a is yeah. like that musical number you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Exactly. We decided like let's do a musical number in the middle of this movie. James Round. Yeah. Why not? It's great. But anyways, um, so yeah, he gets picked for the fight. Were you guys when you when Carl Carl Weathers comes on screen? What other movie did you think was it Happy Gilmore? Was it Arrested Development? Was it Mandalorian? Were you thinking of oh, other okay. Carweather stuff? Because I think well, Rocky <laughs> was probably the first time I ever saw. Carl well, I'm just Weathers. talking about when you watched it, like watching last it now. Yeah. I don't know. I really okay. identifying identify him as Apollo Creed. Yeah. in my mind, and um, then everything else is like the guy who's Apollo Creed. Like when I watch Predator, it's yeah. like the guy who's he, Apollo. He don't quit quoting Arrested. Yeah. Uh, Arrested yeah. Oh, I love Arrested. Oh. Yeah, like some big bowl of soup or something. <laughs> yeah, you got a stew. hempo. Yeah, you got a stew going. <laughs> I love him in Arrested Development. He is you know, so funny. If you get funny. a large drink, you could get a free refill. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. He's so great, He's so too. Great. Uh, He's so I great. I think probably the first thing I ever saw him in was Happy Gilmore. Oh, yeah. yeah. Chubbs. 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 It's all in the hips. Cut me down, <laughs> cut me down hand, in my pride. Yeah. But I got him good. I love that. He's, like, <laughs> he's gluing his hand back together. <laughs> Uh, that's oh, yeah. terrific. The world doesn't give Carl Weathers enough credit for yeah. being able to pull off a character like this that's that's sort of light in the wit and all of that, mm-hmm. but then also these really dead serious roles where he's in these more like muscle-bound action films like Predator, and then do Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Happy Gilmore Arrested Development where he's... He's hysterical. He's, he's he hysterical yeah. and sort of a parody of yeah. himself. And now coming back with Mandalorian. Mandalorian. He's, he's really cool yeah. in that. Yeah. So they somehow, like, I don't even know, I don't know how boxing works, but they just pick this guy out of obscurity. It like, is interesting that he's just, like, looking through a book. And yeah. You, yeah. You know, that's it's just very 70s. Yeah. You know, it's just not modern. That, and he's looking through, he's like, th- he just likes his name, Italian right. Stallion. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I, I miss that about movies, because now we have to have, like, reasons for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, we watch modern, like, that, because our minds go, like, wait, how come, like, then we could just accept, oh, he just likes the name. All right, yeah. moving on, you know. Yeah. It's, but, it is actually, I just think it's really well written yeah. and well acted and just cut together in this way that is believable. That he's had this fight. There's a lot of money on the line. They just need to have a fight with somebody mm-hmm. and nobody's available in that short time. So right. let's just pick a guy who's here. It makes perfect sense to me. I just, I like that it's in, you know, this world of sports. And for this particular room of men, the American dream is already set up. It's sellable. It's promotable. And it just sort of depends on like, all right, can we get the right angle to make this fight work? And so they're specifically saying like, it's got to be a white guy. It's got to be this. And then the Italian thing comes up. He's like, ah, discovered by an Italian. This is going to be great. Oh, America versus America. This is going to be great. It'll sell. And he like kind of leans into his own close up as he's like pointing to the desk. He's like. It's going to sell. 
Oh, okay. And That's... he's right. That's just, uh, Creed's character, I think, is terrific. And through mm-hmm. like you know the next four films, uh, that uh, he really does have a mind for promoting, and he he's yeah. more of a salesman than a boxer. Well, I think too that it's it's ultimately in the Rocky franchise, and this is speaking just to the ones I've seen, mm-hmm. that very uh, element of of Apollo Creed's personality. Is his fatal flaw in the end? Right, that's it what really gets him. Is. That's what does him in. And yeah, everybody's saying don't get in the ring with Drago, and he's like, well, "It's going to be fine. We're going to make plenty of money. We're going to make a show out of this. Yeah. This is all a show." Which he should have learned his lesson from fighting the Italian Stallion because right. his trainer was telling him like, "This guy came for a fight. You came for a show." Right, yeah. right. It is something <laughs> that when you look at Stallone's sub- subsequent career, it is kind of amazing that he wrote this. Like he supposedly wrote this screenplay in three days, and that it is really impressive. Yeah, yeah. It is just really clever throughout. Yeah. So then he starts um, date harassing Adrian. He does. <laughs> like if you judge this, but even just like you know, it's the last couple of years of really. Uh, turning an eye towards this kind of behavior. Yeah. That she is not sending him any signals, and he's really insisting. And it's kind of, you know, in the 70s, it is how it is, that Rocky assumes he has a date with her because her brother said yes. But to be fair, Rocky's a gentleman. He kept saying, like, are you sure she knows? Yeah. Are you sure she knows? That's true. We heard it three times before he entered the door. And he doesn't want to go over to the door and talk to her. He's like, this is is stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like, how do you yeah. talk to a door? Holly does this with the subtlety of a bulldozer. Like it's like, like it's a yeah. Game of Thrones setup where it's just like, I have sister, you're a guy, I'll be in the other room drinking. Like yeah. as soon as he like nearly shoves her out the door, that that back door, that back porch door just like slams shut, and these two people are left on the stoop. They're like, yeah, date, I guess date. All right, let's go break into an ice rink. See, I, I, yeah. I really didn't. I, I could see how that's problematic, but I didn't see it that way because, because everybody's different, and I think most people like to be chased. You know, there is. I do think that the movie takes its time to show you Adrian making her decision right. and going, mm-hmm, exactly. especially in there that she comes out of the bedroom dressed, ready to go. Right. Yeah, you're like, okay, Adrian has made her decision yeah. that mm-hmm. she wants to go on this right. date. And, and even and I mean, Rocky's not pressuring her. We'll even get to at the end Polly. where she was the one who says "I love you," right? You know, at the end. You yeah, know? yeah. But the problematic scene for me is when he's taking that girl and he's like, you know, if you're a girl and hanging out with guys, you know, we used to call them whores. You know, it with those a, with those words, scene. with those cussing. It's so interesting because and I'm like, okay, he's that's kind of somebody where like he's talking to a kid that probably needs that mentorship. Right. Right. But he's just so kind of, he's such a blackhead, really, right. that he, you know, he's not subtle about it at all. And she gets she gets her words in right at the right. end. You know? And he, he even acknowledges yeah. he's throwing the ball and he's like, I am a creep. Yeah. Who am yeah. I to say something like this? You know, right. like, that's what's great about this movie. Like, it does a thing, but then Rocky is like, yeah, I'm, yeah. who am I to do this, you know? I hope you ain't going what was I going to say? You hope I don't keep back like a whore. I'll turn into one, right? Yeah, something like that. Good night, Rocky. Good night, Marie. Take care, you know? Hey, Rocky. Screw you, creepo. Yeah, who are you to give advice, creepo?
I do I do like that. That scene to me felt like the we sometimes are better at giving advice to other people and that same advice we should listen to. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that Arena Rocky is in danger of becoming a whore, but but yeah. that same advice he should probably be following of like, you know, you hang out with these kind of people, that's what's right. going to happen. And you that's where, like, the movie, for me, yeah. I was like, oh, is, is this going to be a breakup with Polly? If, like, you got to get rid of the poisonous people in your life? Right. And not that that happened, but yeah. it's almost like he's giving himself that talk. Yeah. I do like, in, in that scene and throughout, I think this movie... Uh, does not get enough credit for being a movie from the perspective of very poor people. Mm-hmm. Um, that it is it, it is coming from their perspective. That the things you're focusing on in the movie are the things that they would be concerned with. Um, and we're not like taking the time to pity them for their circumstances. Right. But you know, you go to their houses and stuff, and I think the production design in this movie... Uh, whether it's just because they didn't have any money to actually produce right. the film or they really thought it out. It is really, it just feels very genuine. Yeah, yeah. lived that in. They're, they're, it's so lived in. Yeah. It's grimy. It sucks. Yeah. It, like Rocky's right. apartment just looks horrible yeah. to live in. Uh, but, he, you know, it's where he lives. And we don't spend any time, you know, really dwelling on that. Only mm. like kind of when he's talking to Burgess Meredith and he's yeah. like, it stinks. This whole place stinks. Yeah. For the yeah, record, you know I why like you that. said that? Because the bathroom it really did, did actually stink. stink. Yeah, I read yeah. that too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, to to the uh, the apartment thing, I think a huge part of this movie, and it would really stuck out to me in this this rewatch, is so you have the American Dream. It mm-hmm. comes a knocking, and I think it's really funny in movies nowadays that we we always love the witty person. We always love the person that has the quip, yeah, uh, or or is the smartest guy in the room. And can say the sarcastic line and get out of the get out of the scene, mm-hmm. but I think what's kind of endearing, really endearing about Rocky is you said it. He he's a blockhead, yeah. uh, and these like cheesy comments. I didn't really read them as cheesy. It's just that's his level of wit, and yeah. it's kind of endearing that that's his level of wit. That I agree. He's trying to have that conversation with that teenage girl to like, hey, you need to clean your life up. He's really talking about himself. To mm-hmm. himself, but through this really dodgy conversation with this this teen, and he's not really doing a good job saying it. Right. Uh, he's not really good at courting Adrian. He's just sort of like, "Is this how you do it? You bring him back to the apartment and yeah. uh, look." He sits down on the couch. He's like, "Do you want to sit?" And there's newspapers, laundry. There's a collection, a mountain of empty of beer. beer bottles. Yeah. And he doesn't seem to be phased by it. He's like, whoa, took off my shirt. You can see my guns. Yeah. Uh, this is how we do it, right? This is Yeah, he did the classic. And that gets a little, that gets a yeah. little baby, it's cold outside. Right. A yeah. little bit. Because yeah. she, she really, she says she wants to leave. Yeah. That's right. kind of the most problematic. Yeah. Right. Is he stops her from leaving when she says she wants but to I, leave. But right. I think there, there's something to it that is, he is a blockhead. He's not the smartest. He can't even spell Del Rio. He asked three right. times. Yeah, and in my head, it just kept coming up like, that's how you spell it. Yeah. It's two words. But, how, <laughs> it's but just but how it sounds. I think there's there's this element to this movie that is inherently about growing up as a man. Of, mm-hmm. Oh, you you bring, you know, this is how it works, right? You, you are nice, to, you're a gentleman, you go back to your place, and he doesn't realize that, no, your place is a dump. And yeah. to grow up and actually be a man. And actually take responsibility for things, 
you, you need to clean your place up. You need to clean yourself up. And it's it, it didn't really click with me until he gets the dog. And I'm like, oh, he's really living a life now. He's <laughs> sitting at home watching Christmas specials. Yeah. He's got a respectable relationship. Uh, he's he's kind of telling, telling Polly how it is. He's got a dog. And really it clicked with me that this movie is about about growing up to become a man yeah. of just being a boy trying to trying to see if you can get some to no grow up and take responsibility for your own life and the people in it uh, yeah but 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 that's what's great about this movie is mm-hmm. like he loves where he lives it, we always have a moment in a movie like this where they live in the ghetto or something sure. and they look like I'm gonna be out of here someday. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm gonna go over there, and they point to like the nice part of the neighborhood or right. something, right? Like, someday that's gonna be my house. And he never talks like that. He's happy where he's at. He's proud of where he lives. He's proud of his community. He likes his community. He, yeah. he just like, like we don't have that moment. We had it in uh, movies before that, and surely after that. But right. that's why we love Rocky so much because he's so normal, like as normal as you can get. Right. His friend's a butcher. He must make a lot of money because butchers make pretty decent money. Yeah. You know, even at that day, because that was a high demanding job back well, then. Well, I'm not sure he, yeah. I, I just think he doesn't know. He's, he's just like working in the meat factory. Oh, okay. So I think That's he's true. probably not, but yeah. he's probably like a union guy. Right. And they have kind of a house. Right. You know, him and, yeah. and uh, Adrian. But that's what I love it because it's yeah. so real. It's so like, yeah, yeah I, I admire that guy. It is right. what we, we, we mentioned the series, but we could use the phrase that Rocky is kind of stuck in arrested development. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He tried to work at moving on to this next stage in the world of boxing, failed, and he's just kind of stuck in that failure. And that's really kind of, I think, you know, that's what the movie is about at the end. When he's done, all he cares about is Adrian, because that's the next step step of his life. Right. Yeah. That's really where he's going. Right. Yeah. It's maybe one of those reasons why so many men really attach to this movie. Of at its heart, it's about that moment where you have to grow up and be like, "Oh, right, I got to clean up the apartment and get a dog and like mm-hmm. actually be an adult." And that scene where yeah. she she comes inside. He does the classic hunk pose where he puts his he hands does. above where the yep. arm, the pull-up arm thing, and you see yeah. his bulging biceps. Which, by the way, I was like, man, he he's very big, not like muscular, like lumbering. Like he, yeah. and he's a short dude, right? But he just felt this like presence, you he, know. He has he was a wide. big presence. Yeah, he's yeah. very wide. Yeah. And in other Stallone, like after that, Stallone was just he was muscular, but it was like cut, like more right. tone. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. I was like, I miss that Stallone. He just looked right. kind of weirdly healthy, you know? Right. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He looks like he eats a good Italian diet. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, goes boxing all the yeah, time. Yeah, he's not afraid to eat some pasta, yeah. you know? My father, he's a... Uh, oh, man. He was never too smart. He says to me, you weren't born much of a brain, you know? So uh, you better start using your body, right? So I've become a fighter. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> why are you, why you left? My mother, she said the opposite thing. What'd she say? What'd she say the opposite? She said you weren't born much of a body, so you better develop your brain. Did she say that? You! Time! Well, really, Creed decides on Rocky. Mm-hmm. And then we go through this whole courting of Adrian, the ice skating rink, which mm-hmm. is a really beautiful scene, I yeah. think, between the two of them. you That's that's really where we start to see the main And the guy connection. in the background, seven minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I love hey, that. Three minutes. <laughs> Let's that. go. 
Because <laughs> in normal really movies, funny. we would forget about that guy. Yeah. And it would just be let the scene play out. Right. But I love the guy in the background. And I'm not it. sure if you read, uh, I read that it was supposed to just be a scene where they go ice skating. And the movie was so low budget, they couldn't even attract extras to show up for the scene to be skating in that ice rink. And so they like rewrote it on the spot to him, you know, it being closed and him buying the, their way in. I love it was that. supposed to be just I in a group, that. a crowd. I yeah. love that. I just like, too, that it's almost representative of that ticking time clock that, that men have on a date, too, where they're like, oh, I got one date, we got a we got a, we got a quarter, I got count. a charmer, I got a charmer. Yeah. Uh, Please like me, <laughs> but just like very audibly is that clock in the background. You got three minutes before she walks out on you. <laughs> it is really funny. Yeah. Oh, can we can we talk about the uh, when they go back to his place? We did talk about how it's a little problematic. Yeah. I swear I saw him as soon as she walks in. He like locks the door. He does. <laughs> Which He's I'm like, like whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you want to play a game? Yeah. Take your glasses off. Yeah. No, but but it ends up being very sweet. But there there's a, a shade of it. It that's ends up being problematic. Yes, genuine and consensual. But I do. But, yes, yes. Uh, but I do like. He he goes he goes into his apartment and then he's like doing things like he kind of dips out real quick. I'm like you gonna come in? No. Yeah. And then you kind of see his arm yeah, come yeah, out the, and like push the door yeah, open. Uh, that's what I'm saying. This movie is funny. It's yeah. funny. It has a lot of funny elements. But yeah, but I think. I should note, too, about everything I said about the apartment and growing up and cleaning up. It's very apparent that that's all the character, mm-hmm. which means it, it speaks to the, the the larger craft of Stallone. That, like, he, he has to know, writing the script, that, like, okay, this guy is kind of a blockhead. This guy is kind of, you know, doing yeah. the best he can with what he has, and he's happy with it, and he's prideful of it. Yeah. So I think that, that speaks to to Stallone's genius in writing the script and crafting the character. But mm-hmm. I just love, like, you see when, if you rewatch it again, after you know that gap thing he says to Polly, and how when they interact, and he's basically always talking, but then, like, she's opening up a little bit, and yeah. Rocky's very, like, he's a dude, right? He's like, I'm not going to show my sensitive side. But right. then there's a moment where he leaves her house, and he's like, you know, yeah, that part it. where... I love that moment. It, oh, so good. It's and, so, because... It really is something that, that didn't get carried forward in the sequels yeah, that I wish exactly, did. Yeah. Because Rocky continues having that character of being like just you don't know if he's so dumb he doesn't get he's being insulted. Right. But in all of those press conferences and everything, he just takes it. He right. just he doesn't care if you're making fun yeah. of him, he's just gonna punch you. And I really love that moment of tenderness where he's like, You know I said it doesn't get to me? It yeah. Does. Yeah. So the man, I forgot. I so I tried to see this movie once, like every five years. But in my head, I forgot how much of a jerk Polly really is. I mean, he's not, yeah. but he is. He is. You I know, like he's well, he's a multi-dimensional character, right? He yeah. is a friend, but he also has his own struggle of, you know, kind of not making it anywhere. He's in a dead end job. He doesn't really like his life. He doesn't have a wife, and he drinks he's lonely. At work. He's drinking in almost every scene yeah um he's good yeah that that, it's a really great performance and it's just it feels like a very real person yeah Yeah. in that world you can tell that you know he he does try to help rocky at times but then uh it's sort of they come to that agreement where rocky helps him out by doing the advertisement and paula gets to get that money and I was uh, I was thinking about this in yeah. movies in the 70s it seemed like almost 
you got the job because you were that person almost, you know? Sure. In the 60s, it was kind of like overacting, you know, like before that was kind of right. like, um, but it was like when I'm watching, what's his name, Burt Young? I'm like, eh, he's probably really yeah. like that, you know? Like, sure. There's this, it, like you said, it just feels so authentic. And I'm yeah. sure he's not, but it just felt that way, you know? I mean, we're, we're talking about this. Even Stallone himself <laughs> is kind of that story. You like pictures? He is, yeah. Very much You so. got Moxie, kid. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, it's pretty much the first half of this movie is going after Adrian, and then there's this this opportunity that's slowly headed his way. Comes known to him, and he starts, he takes it on. He takes on yeah. this task of actually Like he doesn't Paul like the media where Polly's like, well, let's talk about the first scene where he's punching the meat. Yeah. You know, he's arguing with Polly. Yeah. Oh, man. So, was that blood from the meat, or yeah. was that blood yeah. from oh, his yeah. hands? blood from the okay. meat. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wasn't there's sure too much, for yeah. Though I did read he punched, that Stallone punched it so much, he actually did, like, flatten his knuckles. And so if he, like, holds his hand up, his knuckles are just, like, flat. Wow. Yeah. That's Weird. cool. And then, and then they do the the news report. Right. Yeah, right. then they do Which the look great. live interview. Yeah. yeah, I just, it's, it's a little comedic moment with Paul, like, the guy's in the frame again. Please <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. move. Like and then Creed's trainer, he's like, hey, you should take a look at this. He looks like he's getting ready or he's... Something and yeah. he's like, he's hey, taking Chris, this seriously. Yeah, it's and Chris like, yeah, I'm taking this seriously too. Hey, where's my coffee, hun? But I love that that we get this arc with with Creed that he just thought it was sort of this plug and play right. of like, I don't know, give me a white guy to fight. Right. And then and then we see it in the in his face at the fight of just like, oh, oh yeah, he showed up for business. Yeah. And you even said they say in the movie, he showed up for a fight. You showed up for a show. Yeah. So Burgess Meredith as uh, Mickey comes to, you know, make a plea to get Rocky to come train with him again. Oh, man. I I love that scene. It felt the most real to me. And actually, I did read that it was improvised. Yeah, like a, lot a lot of, of it that, was improvised, you know? yeah. Because it did smell. and mm-hmm. But I just love how he says his thing, he leaves, and then Rocky starts seeing his, saying his thing, but he's getting louder and louder. Yeah. And then we don't hear them talk um, outside. I just love how it the whole thing is staged. It I, is. Yeah, I love Mickey's plea and his desperation yeah. for that that shot of bringing someone to that glory, mm-hmm. um, and that Rocky's character is so closed off from expressing his emotion to anybody. Right. He can't do it until Mickey leaves right, the yeah. room. Yeah. 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 I love that he. We we just sort of watch him. We don't have the conversation. He leaves, and then he just catches up with him down the street. I want to be your manager. You follow that, do you? Fight said I don't need no manager. But you can't buy what I'm going to give you. I mean, I've got pain and I've got experience. Well, i got pain I've got experience, too. Now, listen, kid. Hey, look, hey, Mick. I need your help about 10 years ago, right? 10 years ago? Right. You never helped me. You didn't care. Well, if you wanted help. I say, if you wanted help, why didn't you ask? Why didn't you just ask me, kid? Has there ever been a character, a fictional character, that is so synonymous with the location the story takes place, that that isn't a superhero, that is just so, like, almost a gift to that city of, like, yeah. this is ours? Because since this film and just the power of this franchise... Yeah. Uh, it's is there not a real Rocky statue in, in Philadelphia? Yeah. 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 It's not where the scene is, but obviously it used to be. It used to be. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 
It's been moved a few times and now is next to the staircase. Is that statue the one they actually use in Creed 2? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. but And they use it in one of the Rocky sequels. Okay. It's there. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. On behalf of all the citizens of Philadelphia and the many who have been touched by your accomplishments and your untiring participation in this city's many charity functions, it is with tremendous honor that we present this memorial, which will stand always as a celebration to the indomitable spirit of man. Philadelphia salutes its favorite son, Rocky Balboa. So montage sequence. The training begins. Training begins. Yeah. Powerful. I love it. I do think that this the movie uh, is kind of a slow film, and the yes. the montage, the gonna fly now montage, is an injection of just excitement that precedes the actual fight that is unrivaled. Mm-hmm. The music completely unrivaled. Yeah, yeah. And Sylvester Stallone, the original runner. Right. Tom Cruise has based his entire career. <laughs> he yeah. runs fast. He <laughs> runs that's so. That's he is. Booking oh my it. God. He, I, yeah. I audible during our screening I audibly like Jesus. Yeah. yeah. He just it he's a machine. He's going real quick. And they so I guess they filmed all of that guerrilla style. No yep. permits. So that everybody too. everybody in the streets that's like looking at him running by and they're kind of reacting to someone being filmed. Right. Is just because that's they're all just real people who ended up in this movie. Crazy. And it great, yeah. it's great because it plays into like, oh, there's Rock. Rock's training. Like, yeah. that's what we're thinking as an audience. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, they're like. Which uh, which one is it where there's the group of people running with them and then he like power, he like levels up and like surpasses all of them. Is it Creed that he does that? No, Creed's the one where oh, they're on they like, like, they're like motorcycles. On bikes. It's very they're silly. on bikes and it's, yeah. it's a little silly. And then he's like standing outside Rocky's window yelling. Uh, yeah. No, there's one of the Rocky films where he's running with a. It might be four. Mm-hmm. He's running and he just. And he has a big all, beard. Yeah. And then he stops all, and he says, I think I'm going to go home now. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he's running with them and then suddenly he just like. And goes like miles ahead of them. I think it's it's got to be four. No, four. Yeah, he trains maybe. in the winter in the. Oh, yeah. The yeah, snow. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Yeah. And then he does the. Um, he does a similar thing in this movie where he looks at the picture of himself and we see his reflection in the mirror and he takes the picture and he's like, and moves it. Yeah. But in Rocky four, it's, there's a picture of Creed and he like, or no, it's a picture of Drago. He like grabs the picture and crumples it. And as he crumples it, <laughs> they show him in the mirror. It's oh, silly. It is silly. I love that movie for its silliness though. Only a little bit. Uh, so the montage, it's amazing. It's everything you hope for. It yeah. lives up to the hype. It lives up all these years later. And then we get to the fight. Well, go, him going up those stairs, that, yeah. that big moment, I think is something that's, uh, you know, an innovation that's lost to the history of cinema that something Freddie read about is uh, the guy who invented the Steadicam mm-hmm. recorded I read about his... This. I know you did, because <laughs> we're both reading the same thing. Uh, he recorded his girlfriend going down those steps in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he brought it to Hollywood to show people the steady cam and just look at this amazing yeah. thing you know that we can shoot so it's not shaky. Uh, and people were loving that, bought it. And John G. Albertson, the director, saw that clip and was like, I got to have that in my movie. 
And so he just did the reverse, and he's going up the stairs. He hired the guy who invented the Steadicam, and it's one, you know, it's one of the earliest Steadicam yeah. shots uh, in movies. And so I think that part of that is a little bit lost, that this film kind of was doing technical things with new technology that hadn't really been used before. Hmm. And that shot previously was not possible. Right, and, yeah. Just running up the stairs with somebody and it not and not being totally shaky. Could you imagine, or or just the compromise of? Can you imagine a world where that shot is just, it's the camera's on sticks and it's just on the platform looking down on him as he's running up. Right. Yeah. Ugh. Well, yeah, because a lot of this movie it is on sticks and it's just like zooming in. Yep. Yeah. Or it moves to le- pants to left, yep. right. It's not. Yeah handheld there's a couple unless like like the training you could tell like somebody's in right. the car going alongside they didn't him. really have like tracking yeah. shots in this and that's what you would have yeah. had you would have to set up like a tracking oh, shot yeah. of yeah. him going up the stairs and yeah you, it just wouldn't have felt no. as real or no. like you were right there with him yeah no so before the fight there is like one scene where he's um can't sleep yeah oh, right and he goes yeah, to the stairs. thank you yeah which is great i just love the the little detail it just says so much about rocky the, the guy's there. I don't know what Batman villain he is. He's, he's wearing a... gloves. He's wearing like he's brown like, leather he's gloves. He's holding his jacket like Bane. Yeah. And like, just Rocky, like... what are you doing here? <laughs> right? Just... You just visit the stadium. <laughs> I was in it. Molded by it. He looks like a, a, like a turn-of-the-century politician, right? And uh, But Rocky yeah. just points out, my, my shirts are uh, white, red striped. You go, Freddie. Freddie read about that. <laughs> right, it. Is it a mistake in the movie? It was or? a mistake that the production design team made, and they didn't have the money to reprint that giant poster. That's and funny. so we, so Stallone was like, "How about I just, you know, mention it that it's wrong?" Uh, like anybody would have ever noticed, anyway. And I think it, 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 I think you're exactly right that it's something that Rocky would notice, and Rocky is just so connected to Stallone. That Stallone was like, we gotta fix that. We gotta, we gotta have something in there. And Rocky would say something about it. Right. Yeah. But then that scene where he leaves there, and he comes home, and by the he, way, we skipped that there was a fight at the house, and then we she's did like, skip "Do you that want a fight, roommate?" Which is you know, one of the really one of the best scenes yeah. actually, yeah. I think, in the movie. We can pause and go yeah. back to it. Let's go back to that. Yeah, the okay. fight in the house yeah. where Adrian really finally confronts Polly. Yeah. About their life. But it really, there's so much detail that gets pushed to the side that you kind of collect from, uh, they've got that dresser, and it looks like they've got a picture of their parents on there with some kind of tea set or something, and Polly destroys it, that it really feels like something happened to their parents, and, and they have just been stuck ever since, trapped in this house together, and like dependent on each other but wishing they could part is the marine picture is that supposed to be bert young is that supposed to be polly younger it's like he's in, yeah, in the military and and has just kind of gone into shambles now maybe like, yeah I, that, that it's just sense. sort of it's just sort yeah. of always there yeah um on that credenza or something like yeah it's that. like always yeah. on that credenza and then yeah he destroys it and it's this this their whole relationship culminating in this sort of domestic dispute. Yeah. Um, but I think it really speaks to Rocky that in the beginning, you know, the first fight we see, he brings a guy down and he pummels him and he keeps right. doing it. Yeah. Um, that he really goes in for Polly, like he's going to punch him and he shows restraint. 
Yeah, right, yeah, like, but what no. I love before that is when she's like on him yelling and he's smashing everything. Rocky's like, "This is between you two. Yeah, as long right. as you're not hurting her, right? I'm staying out of this." And the and second he does, he second does. That's when he gets up, you know. But yeah. I love that restraint. I mean, we don't cut back and we don't see him, right? Because yeah. she is so like just um, unleashing on him. Finally, mm-hmm. you know, right. being free of she him. She's been and then I love so shut in for yeah. so long. He he. Goes down the hall, and then it's just like a two-word conversation yeah. or a two-sentence conversation. Do you need a roommate? Do you yeah. need a roommate? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and I do like the the little subtle details of when we like she is living with him, separate bed, because you know he's not going to do any of that funny business while he's training. Yeah. Uh, and, but her little corner of his apartment is just like just a little bit nicer. She's like, you know, put something yeah. up to cover up the nasty wall. She's got like right. a picture of the dogs and right. stuff behind her bed. It's nice. It's just like good little character details that but she again, would set up her little. Nut. I told my fiance that I was like, that's gonna be us in a month. <laughs> You're gonna be living in a little hovel. And but again, yeah, you'll that's have the, a corner. I'll have a corner. That's that speaks to yeah. What what I was talking about at the beginning. It's just this disgusting shambled apartment. He's yeah. got beer bottles all over the place. And and now it's like no, I have to care for both of us here. Yeah. Um, and they have this life together now by the end of the movie. And I love I, I love that Rocky's character throughout is just he's not a hothead. He, no. He's you know he's kind of just a, you know a meat bag that can take a bunch of hits, mm-hmm. and that's his strength in the ring. But when he's outside of the ring, he's not a violent person. He doesn't have that tendency. Right. Which is which that, is different from a lot of boxing movies. That's what I was about to say. Which is yeah. great about when he's training Creed. He's right. always trying to tell Creed like, hey, like don't lose yourself, like all that, because you can yeah. really hurt somebody. And I just like that he was never like that, mm-hmm. so he could really speak wisdom into Creed's life. Yeah, yeah. I about that, you I know. Agree. Yeah, and that, I guess, in designing the character of Creed, uh, Adonis Creed, they mm-hmm. they didn't just make him a replica of Rocky. Right. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I think one of the order of, of Creed. Apollo. Right. Uh, that's mm-hmm. true too. One of the one of the fatal. He's definitely more like Apollo okay. than he yeah. is Rocky. But I mean, the fatal flaw of those movies is that Stallone or the character of Rocky mm-hmm. is just kind of more interesting than Adonis. In Almost. that first movie, for sure, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Stallone is great. Yeah, by Creed 2, they don't know what to do yeah. with Rocky. They're just like, and I guess he shows up to, to say hi to the baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyways, he comes back um, from watch, looking at himself with different trunks on, and he lies with her. And I forgot about this thing completely. You know, and I just love that he's just like, you know what? I, I, like, I don't even have to win. I know I'm not going to win. Because he's just so much better at me, and here's why he's better at me. Yeah. But if I could just stand toe to toe with him. Right. Nobody's ever gone the distance with Creed. And if I can go that distance, seeing that bell rings and I'm still standing. I'm going to know for the first time in my life, see? I weren't just another bum from the neighborhood. It gets a little lost, especially by like Rocky Balboa, right? That movie. That uh, I love that restraint on the part of Stallone as the screenwriter. That he's writing this whole thing, imagining himself as this character, and he doesn't have himself win. Yeah. At the end, is really 
that's an, also a level of restraint on yeah. the part of, on his part yeah, in designing yeah. this movie to not be his he gets all this glory mm-hmm. uh, is really neat really original yeah because I think in in movie now if it was the night before the fight the person would be in front of a mirror and would just be like either hyping themselves up or they're quiet yeah. and they're just like trying to get ready but I like that he has this dialogue even though she's not really saying nothing but she's there comforting him yeah you know verbalizing like I don't have to win you know like right. when do you I get that to last yeah when do you yeah. get that in like a movie that you're rooting for somebody you and want it, everybody yeah. to win every time when you watch a movie right. absolutely you know yeah and I love that that it's we introduce Apollo in the beginning of the film we see a press conference but then we really don't get him in like full full swing until that we didn't even know he was like prepping with a wig and a and a crossing the Delaware yeah. flow and all yeah. that like he comes that out and it's quarters. such a what is surprise. He to people? I don't know. Yeah, quarters I think because of yeah. Washington, right? <laughs> but uh, even and, yeah. and even I don't know the movie. To me, the movie isn't terribly isn't doing like aggressive commentary on on classism, but. There is mm-hmm. a difference between like oh yeah Rocky's at on a table and he's he's just kind of by himself and then he kneels to pray, yeah. uh, but like Creed's got a whole team that's like checking on him and I just I love that moment right. where Creed is sitting on the edge of the table looking at Rocky pray. I love well I love that he's got his new robe and it's got the meatpacking company on the back of did it. You read what I read? About uh, I didn't, so you'll okay. have to tell me. But okay. I I really like that bit of it that he explains it and it speaks a lot to Rocky's character that Paulie he should like hate Paulie now he yep. should be cutting Paulie out of his life but he's able to recognize that Paulie just feels stuck in this rut and needs a win and he needs he needs just like somebody on his side helping him mm-hmm. and so th- him just saying that like what's with the meat pang and he's like oh Paulie set it up and what what's that about oh he got $3,000 I get the rope uh just speaks so much to Rocky's character and right. contrasts so yeah. much with Creed's entrance yeah. into the arena. Then. Yeah, because Mickey's like, I didn't train a like billboard. billboard yeah. I didn't train yeah. to be a billboard. It's interesting that Polly's there at the fight. He's with a woman that we've never met. Yeah, he's like bought an escort. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Which uh, is pretty weird. Yeah, he's bought Which an escort. Did not speak to no. Him. But then also, Adrian and him never speak at the fight. Right. She kind of like stays but in that she, room. But he does let her yeah, in. Yeah, like yeah, there's a yeah. little connection, yeah, there is. little yeah. sibling oh, connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That okay. he's like distracting them and lets yeah. her into the ring. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say because the movie ends with like, I guess Polly's getting arrested. Right. Okay. <laughs> I guess he's going to jail. What's the, what's the story with the rope? <laughs> that when they got it back, it was too baggy. It was too big. And so you he know? says that. So to that's him. what that's he. Because really he thought people were gonna notice that immediately. Yeah. So he told the director, "Why don't Why don't I just call it out?" Yeah, you know, so that's why it's great. I love that Stallone's <laughs> just—he's so attention, so attentive to the detail of this film because he cared so much about it. Right. That he, he just tossed in all these little things. I'm not even sure he realized. Yeah. How how endearing they were going to be to his character. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I like the moment before he walks out. You know, with um, Adrian, where he's like, "Don't leave town." You know, he's like, would right. you want to fight this fight for me? Yeah. You know, like, how about you go out there? Yeah, it's yeah. like funny. Like, he's yeah. just like, I don't know, like, normally you, it's a serious moment, but that was kind of touching. You know, he's kind of. Yeah. But I think that's what it is. It's not movie humor funny. Right. It's not the quip. It's not the, the, the witty line of dialogue that everyone's like, 
Oh man, that was a good. Do you hear? He got a right. good one yeah. in. Yeah, uh, it's he's not, not Star Lord. Yeah, it's not <laughs> Earth's closed today. Right. You're like, oh, that's great. It's normal people humor. Right. Yeah. And what it does is it's 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 so corny. It's funny in the movie, but then it just helps us even more love this character right. and love this guy. Yeah. And know yeah. that like, oh, that's his capacity for humor. Okay. <laughs> so this is the scene. I'm not exaggerating. Okay. Once a month, I will look, go on YouTube and type in the end of Rocky. Yeah. Okay. So from the moment that mic is coming down, you know, so the announcer okay. could do this thing to the and end the of the match. match. The whole match. That. I will watch you, the entire yeah. thing. We really only get yeah. like the first two rounds and the right. last two rounds. Yeah. Right. And we montage. We you really have, don't even see much of the in between. You, you, we just see that woman. Right. Like it's round seven now. Yeah. It's round you eight have now. to because of the music. Yeah. Oh, it's amping up because when you see him right before the last round and Rocky is punching him doing body shots yeah. and the music is swelling yeah. and swelling so and good. in the bed, the ding, 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 you know, so you're like, okay, we have one more round. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I'm sorry. Just another one of those Rocky moments that's not, it's not funny, but for some reason it's so funny to me. Uh they have Joe, is it Joe Frazier? Yeah, yeah. Come into the ring and he's he's glad handing everyone, and he goes <laughs> and he goes and he talks to Apollo Creed. I just love that they cut back to Rocky just we're supposed to be friends. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, love that. I just I love that again. Line. It's yeah. just showing Rocky's like kind of simple mindedness. Right. Yeah. yeah, and just like. Most be friends. Yeah, oh, they're friends. I don't know why they, it's so they funny. Invited a, they invited like every boxer in the world, and only Joe Frazier showed up. And Joe Frazier is from Philadelphia, so it just like it, it's one of those things also where the low budget nature, the low status nature of this movie attracted exactly the right situation. See, because Frazier, I love that, that. You get that Philadelphia stuff, yeah. thing in it. I uh, love when I hear Hollywood lore about that. But anyways, the the match, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I love the way it's shot. It felt kind of real, you know, because I used to watch boxing in the 90s. Right. feels like you're at, in a ringside Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the yeah. way they shoot it, you know. They make it, they do the cheesy where, like, the announcers are kind of, like, looking in the camera, like, tonight we have the... Right. What are the announcers, yeah. when they cut to him, he's just breaking the fourth wall. Right, yeah. He's just, right. like, looking, looking at, at us. I'm like, whoa, that's yeah. bizarre. Yeah. That's strange. I love the mo is it the is is fifteen rounds right yeah yeah, yeah. I love it's the, what the fourteenth round or something where he goes down, uh, Burgess Meredith is like just stay, stay down, down kid yeah. stay down. and he, he stay gets down. up stay down yeah. and he gets up and just Apollo's face of like this oh, yeah. guy yeah, yeah. I can't believe this. he's up he's it's so just, done this oh. guy really yeah. and then that's the round that he gets him in the yeah. rib those right. body shots yeah I just love his like. <sighs> like I thought yeah. this would have been done by the third round because that's what he yeah. was calling his shot he was like Apollo in three which which helps set up the, the conversation that Rocky has with Adrian like, oh. I just stay standing right. to the end of this thing I, you know, that's a win to me yeah. and, that, and Apollo kind of doubles down on that by saying to him a win is in three right, yeah. three rounds or less yeah. yeah but that moment comes early too is it the first round or second round that he knocks him, he knocks him, he knocks him down, down. Yeah. Yeah. First, yeah, it's the first round. Which yeah. apparently was based on a fight with Muhammad Ali and somebody else. I don't remember the other guy. But the other guy knocked Muhammad Ali down, and everybody was, like, shocked. Because, yeah. you know, it was yeah. supposed to be kind of this. Muhammad Ali was, you know, just going to devastate this guy. But wow. he got a good hit on him. Yeah. Wow. So then after, like, he's doing the body shots, they go to their corners. And then Creed's like... 
don't cut, like, don't stop the fight. Yeah. You know? He's like, I'm going to stop this yeah. fight right now. I was like, no, 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 you can't stop it. And it's the famous, cut you got to cut me. You got to cut me, Mick. That was the first time my dad, would, like, I would remember him quoting from a movie because he rarely did it. But yeah. he would always quote that one. Cut me, Mick. Yeah. Cut me, you know? That's funny. It's intense. <laughs> it really is. It's really <laughs> spurting out. It's yeah. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then they go in for the last round. It's a great way of editing it together that we get these first two rounds. We kind of see that, oh, Rocky's going to hold up here. Yeah. And then by round 14, uh, I read that the makeup department was the most expensive department in the film because those guys are just... Right. They have Covered. beaten they have, each yeah. other to death. Right. Yeah. It's been a real slog. Right. And it really... I think it's interesting... To choose such a like non cinematic ending to the boxing match mm-hmm. that it ends like a ton of boxing matches do that is just over and now these judges are going to decide what happens and that that's how it goes which I, is crazy I just love it like Adrian comes in right she yeah. looks around and he's getting beat up and she looks away mm-hmm. and then when the match is over like he starts yelling for her and she's I love when she's running through the crowd. Her hat falls off and she looks behind and she just keeps running. Yeah. You know, and when Polly like like, hey, you're sneaking. Gets her in that room. And and Rocky's like, I don't care. I don't there's not gonna be a rematch. I don't yeah. care. Adrian like he's just yelling and she comes up to him. Like I tear up every single time. So what is the one reason Rocky made so much money? If you had to pick one thing about this movie. The American Dream. Yeah, everyone loves that. They do sell it hard in this movie. The underdog. But I agree, they don't they don't slap on the frosting either. They're not like lathering that on of just he wins and then he gets the and then he gets the girl and then they have a kid together and then this and he gets a medal. No, he loses. Yeah. He gets some of the things. He gets the things that we all want in life. Mm-hmm. What do you think was going on at the time that, that maybe contributed to that? Because yeah. they always say, like, Star Wars is like, oh, we needed that, you know, resurgence of just escapism from mm-hmm. cinema. Because cinema was so dark in the 70s. And Rocky really is, with that trend of it, it's sort of the bridge between that optimism we get at the end of the 70s and the kind of dark gritty style that we were getting throughout the rest of the 70s. It's sort of that little yeah. bridge. Did you read no. about that? What is this thing what? you guys are reading? I think it's just IMDb. Yeah. Okay, it's just IMDb. <laughs> um, that in the original script that Stallone had Mickey, he was a racist, and there was something going on in the boxing world that in the fight that he just had enough of it, and he throws he throws the fight because he didn't want to be a part of it. You know, oh. so showing like the seedy underworld of boxing, the darkness. So I think Stallone, like, because I, th- yeah, he wrote it in three days, but he did like nine rewrites. There were a lot of rewrites. Yeah. And I think he's just like, well, let's keep some of that dark grittiness, but also mm-hmm. like, let's be uplifting at the same time. So maybe it's that. It's, it's you know, the franchise kind of infamously gets pretty silly 
uh, by the time yeah. we get to, to, to four, and I've never seen five and all that, but but mm-hmm. that maybe that's just it, that this is so bare bones character study, and it's this this guy just trying to make the best for himself. Um, and not to like the ridiculous impossible thing of like, look, I got a briefcase of money and the girl and I'm president now. It's, no, it's just. Yeah, it is. There's a, a when Rocky won Best Picture, mm-hmm. the two producers went up there with Sylvester Stallone and they talk. And then Sylvester Stallone, the only thing he said was. And to all the Rockies in the world, I love you. Thank you. And I think that's, mm-hmm. you know, really, I think in the, you know, kind of the Vietnam War it wrapped up, uh, Nixon had happened, all of that. And I think there probably was a lot of Americans just sort of feeling overlooked, like they're just stuck in their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this movie really spoke to them. Yeah. And I mean, how many movies win Best Picture uh, that are about these grand historical figures and the movie is mm-hmm. trying to get their story right and pay tribute to them. And yeah, this one is just, it's a guy. It's about a guy. Yeah. So it is for those people out there that are just trying to make it. So I think that this uh, question is one of the very obvious, you know, last time we did Jaws and I asked if it's Spielberg's best film and that's hard. Is this John G. Avildsen's best film? Yes, clearly. <laughs> I can't name another one. Well, so there is one actually that I think maybe I like more, which is Lean on Me with Morgan Freeman. Never seen it. Uh, seen it it's a really yeah. good movie. It's touching. It's a high school principal. I would highly recommend it to anyone out there. Mm-hmm. Um, he did the first three Karate Kid movies. Uh, he came back to do Rocky V. Uh, and he did, before Rocky, he did a movie called Save the Tiger that I don't know anything about except except uh, one Jack Lemmon and Oscar. So he's got a decent resume. He did, uh, yeah. yeah. He was successful yeah. director. He won Best Director yeah. for this movie. Um, but this clearly is his most impressive film. Sure. Uh, sorry, I have to. I'm just going through his filmography now. He directed a movie called Neighbors, um, which somehow I saw in my video store clerk days, uh, 1981. It's like a. a, a chamber piece comedy with John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd fresh off of Blues Brothers um, also has Catherine Walker and Kathy Moriarty from Raging Bull and it's this huh. just absurd like there goes the neighborhood almost like a play where these these pretty straight laced people run into their neighbors who are just wacky crazy people and it's like a deconstruction of suburban life I just I'm very shocked that he directed that movie I had no idea yeah. And you can't really, find that film anymore. He really didn't have the post-Oscar career you would expect. Um, which is kind of true for a lot of people in this era. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, what's his name? It's like Michael Simeo or something. I can't remember. The Michael guy Cimini? did Deer Hunter. Yeah, too many. Oh, yeah. 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 He didn't really get much of a career after well, Deer Hunter. Because you know. they gave him a shot. And he was one of the most infamous yeah. Yeah. bombs of all Once time. Once time in America. No, that's Sergio Leone. That's but yeah, Sergio Heaven's Leone. Gate. Heaven's Gate. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, so I do think this is pretty clearly his best one. Uh, Samino. Is, should this have been, I guess what should have been the highest grosser of 1976? Because Rocky is not on the list. Rocky is a surprise, right? They made it for a million dollars. 
every studio thought like we will give this as little money as possible because there's you know it's probably gonna fail um so yeah what should have been the highest grossing movie uh that year has a star is born remake with barbara streisand chris christopherson okay uh, all the president's men about watergate the omen um which is and it made a lot of money mm-hmm. Uh, and King Kong, the 76 remake of King Kong. Starsborn sounds like the right answer. Yeah. Not that I've, not that I think it should be. And I think it was the second or third highest grossing film of the year. But just that you get two giant stars to be in this thing that, that I would imagine had a large budget. The correct answer is Freaky Friday, the original one with Jodie Foster. Oh, Jodie Foster and Barbara Harris. Freaky Friday. Uh, yeah, the Disney movie. Um, no, I, I didn't s- realize that was the, that's the same year as Taxi Driver. Same year, yeah. I didn't realize that. Crazy. Jodie uh, Foster, yeah. Rocky seems like the right answer. The only other one that I'd say I feel could get to that level is Stars Born. Yeah. In terms of high grossing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so should Rocky have won Best Picture, which it did. Uh, can you give us the other nominees real quick? The other nominees are Network, All the President's Men, Taxi Driver, and a fifth film, Bound for Glory. Wow. <laughs> that is really sad for Bound for Glory, because all it's of those the, other ones... It's the also nominated thing. ...are <laughs> yeah. landmarks of yeah. 70s cinema. Yeah. I and think. then, uh, and The King. Yay! Mm-hmm. I've uh, never even heard of that other film. Uh, I feel bad now. Yeah, um, I'm sure it's great. Taxi Driver Taxi sounds Taxi. like the right yeah. answer here. So I say the same thing. I actually would be on Team Network. I okay. think Network is the better film compared okay. to Rocky. That's my personal sure. view on that. I think like Network, they couldn't have known it then, but watching Network today, of course. still, it, it's like bizarre watching it and thinking, Wow, was that a topical conversation then? Because that's how we talk about the news now. Right. Uh, well, prophetic. even all, president, yeah. um, all, all the, the president's, president's men. men, same thing. Yeah, all the president's men. I think all the president's men is kind of an important movie that when I watch it, it's kind of boring. But it's very topical. Yeah, it's very topical. Still. I mean, if you think about when that movie was In made. a gutsy movie yeah. for the time. If yeah. you think when that movie was made, it's really only coming a couple of years after it's yeah. Watergate. I mean, it's right. Yeah. It yeah. is as soon as you could have made the movie. Yeah. After Watergate, that it's made. So it's almost like it's a little bit of a like a topical cash grab. I'm just like if we make Somewhat. this film about this, yeah, these American heroes of journalism, mm-hmm. people will show up and it's we get money. It's very political. It's oh, very yeah. pol- like at that time. Yeah. It's touching on a political nerve. Mm-hmm. You could watch it now and it's just history. Right. But uh, then, yeah, it's kind of. Uh, controversial. I would lean more towards Taxi Driver too. Yeah, I understand. I don't that really like Taxi Driver. Like I sure. get why I get what's good about it, right? But I think it's one of those films that inspires better filmmaking rather than is itself better yeah. filmmaking. I. Yeah, I don't know. I think my yeah. I think the correct answer is for me is. Taxi Driver. Interestingly, Taxi Driver won the Palme d'Or, our other category. There you go. There you go. Of, is it better then? And so Taxi Driver is definitely more of a Palme d'Or winner than Rocky could have been. Mm-hmm. Though I suppose Rocky does kind of remind me of Marty, which did win the Palme d'Or. That's interesting. It just makes me sad when a movie is so good like Rocky, 
and then like the sequels come into play it's like what happened like jurassic park for us you know it's like, it is yeah it is like, kind of like that well, i yeah. understand that's funny yeah it, and it is in that uh were we talking about this last time Just? that the infamous best uh, the infamous sequel to the best picture winner which like is it ever good other than other than godfather 2 yeah is it ever good um, but it was almost more common at this era. So, speaking of Rocky's Oscar success, it won three Oscars. Low for a Best Picture winner. Sure. Editing, directing, picture. How many nominated were? It was nominated for ten. Wow. Stallone got nominated for acting and for writing, uh, which is, there's a note that he's the third person to be nominated for both acting and writing for the same movie, which is Charlie Chaplin and Orson Ma- Welles. The other two before him. Wow. Did Matt Matt Damon's also in that category for Good Will Hunting? Um, was he nominated for acting? I don't think I so. I think he was. I, I could have sworn he was. He didn't win, he obviously. Must, I don't know. He didn't win. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, who else was nominated for actor? Uh, in this year? Yeah. So Stallone got nominated for actor and for writing. In actor, he lost to Peter Finch for Network, who had died before winning he's a posthumous winner um and absolutely is who i would give it to but he's also up against robert de niro for taxi driver william holden for network uh and giancarlo giannini for seven beauties which is a foreign film cool um so acting i don't think stallone really had much of a shot no uh if you have de niro in there for taxi driver and he's not even winning yeah uh the that's a tough category. That's a tough year. Especially for Taxi Driver. Yeah. Matt Damon was nominated for lead actor and obviously won for screenwriting. Yeah, there you go. Weird. Anyways. And then Rocky lost screenwriting to Network, which that, is that a makes great sense. screen. That play. makes sense. Do you have any... Sorry, another curveball. Do you have any data on, like, what were the Oscar odds at the time? Like, what did people think were, was going to win? I think Network was... Okay. Front, but I think, like, Network and all the President's Men were front runners. And I think it's just an instance of just like their movies for the same type of moviegoer. People who just like these brainy, cerebral films. And so I think they kind of split their votes mm-hmm. and Taxi Driver was drawing away a lot of the artistic cred and Rocky just had that fan base. I bet it was pretty close, is my guess, so do you between think, those four so films. So this is, we might see this where it's the Oscars go in waves. It's like, okay, we're going to like stay away from the artsy independent movies for a right. while and we're going to vote for the mainstream movies. I find it hard to believe that Rocky's popularity is shaped by its Oscar win. Mm-hmm. I think it I think if say it doesn't win the Oscar for best picture, I think it's just as endearing and uh, and and lasts just as long. Well, yeah. We get the sequels and we get um we get the Creed movies and all of that. Uh, I bet. In other categories in music, uh, Bill Conti was nominated for the song "Gonna Fly Now." Uh, I, I'm just shocked that it was nominated for song. Yeah, uh, it's really more just like choir in a, in a score.
but he wasn't nominated for score, which I find atrocious, and it should have won for score. year the omen won for score jerry goldsmith's only academy award understandable so very understandable some of his best work it's a pretty good year for scores uh and then barbara streisand won for a star is born for song beat rocky you know her famous song a star is born the one where she goes tell me something girl <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah that, that one. one that's right <laughs> that one. uh so it's kind of an interesting uh, thing though i'm seeing here that jerry goldsmith was nominated and won for original score. Also nominated for original song for Ave Santi <laughs> or Satini. The yeah. one that's literally Satini. Latin of just like the devil will rise, the yeah. devil will rise. Very weird year for song. <laughs> the Omen is a is a really great seventies horror film. It's it's uh, don't, yeah, don't discredit I do. it. I I like it. I like that movie. And it's a really really good work from Jerry Goldsmith. Yeah. So that's funny. So what else? What's this film's legacy? Obviously, it's really one of the longest running franchises ever. Now with Creed and Creed Two, right. kind of punching a pretty big stamp on movies. Um, they made five Rocky movies and then kind of a later sequel called Rocky Balboa, which I don't care for. I've seen them all. I think no, Rocky Five's the worst. I like Rocky Five. Where he that's fights what I was Tommy on say. the street? That's oh. the only part of the movie that's bad, and it's the whole <laughs> ending of the movie yeah. where he fights Tommy on the street. But that movie is dealing with, like, Rocky is done, and he's fighting for relevance, and he's you know still trying to be cool right. with his son and all of this, uh, and he's ignoring his own son and paying all this attention to Tommy, who's this upstart wrestler. He's like become Mickey, where right. he's like he's obsessed with bringing somebody else to that glory so that he can share in it, but he's not capable of doing it anymore because he's too old. I I think that movie really is great until the street fight at the end which is dumb, and it's just, like, amazing. It's an amazing left turn into horribleness. And I think it would have been, like, if you could fix that ending, that would have been a really nice ending. And I don't like Rocky Balboa, but then Creed, I think, is a fantastic oh, Creed catch is excellent to the yeah. Rocky story. Remember yeah. being in the theater, and they, they start this trailer, and you're like, oh, this is going to be one of those, you know, uh, guy from the streets is making yeah. his way up and yada yada, and then this pitch is from the tenth round of the first fight, right? I heard about a third fight between you and Apollo behind closed doors. Is that true? How do you know all this? I'm a son. Whoa, is this a Rocky movie? Yeah. 
It's great. It was a I great got trailer. Now. I it just, was a great trailer. It's such a good tie in. It's really such a good, good reveal. Hook. Yeah. Really yeah. good reveal that, like, hey, by the way, we're making a backdoor sequel to uh, Rocky. And it's good. It is. So it's good. really what's Creed It's my second excellent. favorite Rocky movie. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah. I do like Rocky 2 a lot. After Rocky 4. Rocky 2 is Rocky 4 Creed. Rocky 4 is, I think, the worst one. It is the one that's so rememberable. It's so bad, so good type of movie. No, it's just straight bad. It's it's just straight bad. It's so stupid. And it's that one, to me, is really... It is like the Jaws, the the Michael Caine Jaws, Jaws of Revenge, uh, where it's just like... We do not care about making art anymore. No, no. we are making ridiculous yeah. things, and it's where where it, it's very much like look at how far yeah, but the do, apple has fallen. Do you remember Rocky Three? From that first he one, he fights Hulk Hogan, it is. and his name is Thunderlips. Yeah, and then he fights Mr. <laughs> T at the end of the movie. Yeah, that's right. Rocky Two, Rocky Three. And so it's got that legacy. Are there any crazy things like video games or whatever? They did. They've made two video games, I think. Right. They built a statue. I of think course. for one of the movies, one of the movies like opens with him, with Rocky in front right. of that statue, and like the movie commissioned and built the statue. That's cool. But they left it in yeah. on the top of those stairs in Philadelphia, and it was there for a couple years. They've moved it off to the side now because people were like, "Really?" I love that scene in Creed Two, where Drago and his son are just kind of staring with their lips curled at that mm-hmm. statue. Like yeah. they're just strangers in a strange land. I think Creed Two is pretty good too. I, I really, I really, I I really like enjoyed Creed it. I like Creed Two. I thought I really, it was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we'll see. I don't know who's directing Creed Three. It's not Googler, obviously. Yeah, because uh, he's off. I wonder if it's the Creed Two guy. Probably. No, I thought he read he's picking a different guy. Okay. Okay. But uh, I'll go. I'll go too. So it's really in terms of movies that won Best Picture. Is it the best set of sequels, other than maybe The Godfather? Um, yeah. Yeah, because even you can't count like Lord of the Rings, because it's the third one that won. Mm-hmm. And you, can, you can hardly count the, the Hobbit movies as like, they're not really, they're sequels, but... Mm. They're terrible. Yeah, but they are, they're not very good. The Rocky movies might be better than those. Let's just say, they're, they're still making the Hobbit movies if Return of the King, even if Return of the King didn't win Best Picture, they're still going to make the Hobbit movies. Yeah. Money, and though I think it's probably saved quite a bit by Creed and Creed Two. Yes, I think that has reestablished its legacy, made it relevant again. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we'd be looking back and saying Rocky Four and Five, rough. Those are yeah. rough. And six, and six, which I, was yeah. I would have, if I were ever meet Kugler, I'd be like, thanks for like breaking down Sylvester Stallone because Stallone kept like ignoring him because he didn't want anything to do with it. Really? Yeah. I wonder, because Stallone directed 2, 3, and 4, and directed Rocky Balboa. Um, and so, yeah, I wonder what it took to give him right. to give up those reins. Yeah. Yeah. What I will say about the legacy of Rocky is that it has lasted this long. Unlike the film we're going to review for the next year, uh, 1977's top film. Oh, yeah. What's the highest grossing film of 1977? It's a very unknown film. Very few podcasts have covered this. In fact, you probably found our podcast searching for a review of this film because it is so obscure, Star Wars. Oh, I thought it was the conversation. We'll see you next time.